All right, welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you again for joining us this week. We're going to change it up a little bit here and have back-to-back drive time things, just something that I felt kind of led to do. And again, as I kind of experiment and maybe do some new things, let me know how we're doing. And you can you can send us an email if you like at wsnspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to like us on Facebook and also leave any reviews where you can leave reviews, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, we are hosted on SoundCloud, so that's a good good place for us to, to interact. So thank you very much. Just remind you of those platforms. But one of the things that I'm thinking about doing is like actually having a show, maybe experimenting with having maybe a shorter segment with a guest and then actually having a little bit of a rant or maybe having a couple of guests and have it be more like a show, like maybe a full podcast where there's different segments. I'm not sure. Uh, I know that initially for me, one of my inspirations is being able to just have a long form interview and maybe every single episode doesn't have to be the same way. And and that's kind of where I want to maybe change up the the flow just a little bit, just to see how, how it goes here. Now, mind you, now, Given where we're at here in our schedule, people are really busy, so I still have interviews planned. It's going to be a good good and fun time. Um, I'm really looking forward, again, to what uh, type of content and, and guests uh, we will have here coming up here in, in the next couple of months and as we progress throughout the summer. So speaking of the summer, though, it, it is starting to get into that vacation season for a lot of people. I just got back from vacation. I know that summer break is for a lot of kids who actually have that school rotation where they actually are off in the summer. I also know that I'll be going on another trip here in July. And being able to take a trip in general is a privilege for sure. So I never want to feel entitled or come to expect it. But something maybe in America where we you know, get two weeks vacation for most jobs, I'd say most jobs offer you at least two weeks vacation, and we are never bashful about taking it, are we? <laughs> And, and that's something, you know, as coming back from vacation, there's probably that, that anxiety or a little bit of hesitancy to, to return because of maybe a lot of things that you have to do at work and the things that just have to be done. You just know that are waiting for you when you get back. And that's kind of where I was today. And, and in fact, you know, coming back to work uh, this week has certainly been more of an adjustment, especially being away from my church, uh, just for provides uh, a unique perspective uh, on things when talking about vacation. So thank you and shout out to my church for giving me that time and space. But as I continue to think more about just rest and what we consider rest here, you know, we are so on the go uh, all the time. And when I look at the Bible and in the creation story, of course, we're reminded in Genesis chapter two, where on the seventh day, God finished his work uh, that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. That's the ESV translation of Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 through 3. There's other uh, particular passages of Scripture that talk about rest. Now, there's different contexts here. So maybe how we filter rest, we, we think of ourselves laying on a beach somewhere, not doing anything. Maybe it's the opposite of work, and so it's complete laziness, doing nothing, having just a chill day, as we refer to it as many times. But look at the, the words in Matthew uh, chapter 11, 
uh, verses 28 through 30. You know, come to me, all who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mark chapter 6, verse 31. And he, Jesus, said to them, Go away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. You think of Exodus 33, verse 14, God's voice. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Psalm 4, 8. In peace I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. So free of, of worry or anxiety. Psalm 37, verse 7, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. So sit and wait. Don't think about other people. Don't compare. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what? We have the Pentateuch represented. We have the Psalms of prayer. We have Paul and Jesus, all talking about these certain themes, these, this relief from worry, relief of fear, anxiety, and I would say labor, burdens, and how we can look upon God and he can take that from us. Now, just as slothfulness can creep in on vacations, we can waste our vac vacations, right? We can take a day off from work just to work. Uh, we, we just replace the work with something else, whether it's at our home or doing something for somebody else. So when we have a vacation day, it's not really a vacation day. And th that can be true as well. You can go on vacation and just be really busy. In particular, my past vacation here, I was traveling a lot. And that in itself, for a lot of people who know, it can be very exhausting. Now, I had a lot of fun, but it wasn't very restful. But that also wasn't necessarily the point because I get enough rest. I have enough opportunities to get rest. It's just whether or not we take them, whether or not we are disciplined. And in our American society, something that I believe the church has really failed is, is failing to reclaim the Sabbath day as holy, as consecrated to the Lord. You know, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees, you know, the keepers of the law, they were, were so anal in this, they accused, you know, the, the, the guy who was healed at the pool of, you know, carrying his mat because Jesus said, don't take up your mat and go. Um, and, like, this idea, like, you can't be doing any work. So they took it to the nth degree, and there really wasn't any get, move, movement or freedom for God to work at all. It was all about the paper. It was all about following the letter of the law. And Jesus came, obviously, to not only fulfill the law, but to reveal what the purpose of the law was. And it wasn't anything like they or we, sometimes ourselves, thought. And when I look at the idea of rest and looking at what God created the Sabbath for, we are so busy in our society. We are addicted to busyness. We don't know what to do if we're not busy. But we think of busyness as something to be you know, to brag about in conversation. I mean, we've been in conversations before. I've been in conversations before where people brag about the lack of sleep that they've gotten. Like, come on, everybody. We're no different than the disciples. Who is greater in the kingdom of heaven? Who Who is the favorite disciple? Well, guess what? Who can go on the least amount of sleep? Yeah, I only got five hours of sleep last night. Oh, I got like three hours of sleep last night. You know, I've been in those petty conversations. Like, what are we doing? Th those are not 
points of envy for anybody. Why are you bragging about it? And and for me, when I look at the rest of our society, our structure, we have you know our Monday through Friday for most people. Let's let's just take the average family. You have an eight to five or nine to five job. You have kids going off to school. They come back. They have sports practice. I mean, think about if you if you're millennials out there, you're not you're no longer in high school. If you did sports, how did we do it? Seriously, how do how do kids do it? We have you know bundles of energy, but you get up mainly before a lot of single people like such as myself get up for work and we're exhausted, right? So what is it? Get up at six thirty. You get to school by seven thirty, roughly. And you're in class all day learning. So your brain is just constantly, your, your neurons are constantly firing. Your synapses on fire all day. You get out. And if you're in, you're in a sport, you practice for two, two and a half hours. You go home, then you have to work on homework and you get up and do it all over again. And then God forbid you actually have a meet, you have a game, what have you, a match, whatever sport or discipline you are in. And that takes up, you know, two, three times a week. And then if you have weekends, you might have a tournament, you might have a, you might have you know, playoffs or something, and that takes an extra thing. And your parents, you're running around all, all the time. I mean, imagine having a terrible day at work, having to get home, having to worry about bills, get put dinner on the table, pick up the kids, worry about, um, you know, when's a doctor's appointment? Is everyone up, up to date on their, on their you know, booster shots or their annual checkup? Or, you know, if you have braces or you have contacts or glasses, I mean, the burdens of, of parenting it's, it's insane. And, and of course, we wonder why people don't have time to work out or have time to hang out. And then when they do, it's not necessarily for the godly things. And then Sunday comes around, you go to church for an hour, and then we wonder why we're not growing in our faith. Because you look at what's happening and how society is dictating what we ought to do instead of looking at our Bibles. And that, I think that's where you're seeing a lot of parents starting to embrace homeschooling and going back to a more very traditional, I mean, very, very traditional way of educating children and having it you know, be a dynamic environment where you can have your kids excel or you could go slower, but you have the time. You're not stressed. You're not having to worry. And also you're spending time with your kids if you're homeschooling. They're not away from you. That's not, I'm not saying that is the right way. I'm saying that is an alternative way that's becoming more popular for very good reasons. But when we, we look at the end of the week, and I, as I set this whole stage for all of us, right? So it's no wonder why we all need a break, right? Two weeks. Okay, gone. We're going to the beach and we're going to do nothing for two weeks. And we come back, we just do it again. And all we're, all we're doing is waiting for that next national holiday where at least here in America, where we're mandated to have another day off. We're waiting for Thanksgiving or Christmas, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, you know, Easter, you name it. And we're just living for those days. And then we get the two weeks and then we're just devastated. We're 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 struggling again. And the one of the thing that I, I want to look at for the churches is what are we doing for the people in our lives, in our congregations? What are we doing for our people? Encouraging the rest on the Sabbath. Not to the point that the Pharisees and Sadducees talked about, right? Not talking about all the way to where you do literally nothing. No, but things that fulfill you, things that connect you with God. I know that for people in my life and my family, they just love working in the yard. They love mowing. Uh, they also like being outside. They like going for a drive. And that might be looked at as work from other people, but it's relaxing to them, and that's a way for them to get prayer time in, to, to fast, 
to get away from it all. But if they do it every week, you do that 52 times a year, you might be set up better for Monday because Sunday's the first day of the week. What better way? You know, that's not how it is work-wise for most people, but because most people work first, second shift, and you start on Monday morning, just context-wise. And I understand that's not most people, but our calendar looks Sunday is the first day of the week. But but for me, I've always struggled with that because it always seems like it's the end of the week because Monday's such a pivotal day in our culture work-wise. And when it comes to things being open, services being available, and when most people, you know, travel and commute together. So as we collectively eat that terrible sandwich on Monday morning, you know, we're, we're Sunday. Was that just a day for us to get all the stuff we couldn't cram in Monday through Friday? I wonder. I wonder what would happen if the churches encouraged parents who have kids in sports on the weekends. Like, hey, Sunday's your day. You can be in T-ball six out of the seven days a week. But 52 of the 365 days of the year, six or one out of seven, we're going to be at church. We're going to go to church. We're going to go to Sunday school. We're going to learn, actually go to Sunday school, be educated. Then go to church, worship together, right? And then we're going to have a potluck or something afterwards. We're going to have family get-togethers. And we're not going to work. We're going to put it all away. We're going to read our Bibles together. We're going to pray together every Sunday night. Now, for a lot of people, a lot of youth groups have, um, no, youth group, or excuse me, a lot of churches have youth group on Sunday nights. And that, that's good. That's nice. Uh, I would hopefully, I, at least I would say, I'd encourage people to have it on a different night, encourage family time, encourage families to be together. And that starts on the pastoral level. That starts on the local church level, encouraging people and families to be together. But if we're not educating them and educating them on the importance of family, family structure and how to interact with kids, teaching kids, raising them in the right way, just as Proverbs, you know, you raise the children, bring up a child in the right way, and they will not depart from it. Well, I don't fault the parents necessarily if they don't know how to do that because the pastors and the churches aren't teaching them. Hence the importance of Sunday school. You go there to get you go there to get educated in the word and then you worship together as a general church service thereafter. I think that's fundamentally important. I think that'll that'll really change the way we look at vacation and rest because we can go on vacation and not rest. I think all of us pretty much have experienced that. We've taken a day off and been nothing but busy. Might be productive, but it's not restful. And maybe your vacation, the purpose isn't supposed to be restful, but rest is an important point in your life. And it's what we're resting for and resting in. Doesn't mean we're lazy. Doesn't mean we don't do anything. It's mean we can actually meditate upon the word and, and words of God. That will bring your soul rest. That'll give you the stamina, the strength, the fortitude, the courage to press on and whatever burden God has put you on. And when we can start out the first day of the week in that, can you imagine how much easier the rest of the week would go? And, and this is something I've, I'm really feeling convicted on, something that I've really thought about a lot here lately. And I felt encouraged to share that. So thank you for bearing with me here. A little bit of drive time. Maybe this is uh, your Monday and you're thinking, man, maybe this Sunday I will try a little bit different. Maybe I'll get the family together and we'll start a new tradition or I'll be purpose-driven in my effort to not do work, to seek out things that are relaxing in order 
that I may connect with God. That's the important thing. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it to connect with God. Thank you, everybody. As always, may God bless you and may God keep you.